What's up, Zach? What's up? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this week uh, is a pretty, pretty special episode and very unique in so many ways. Um, but anyways. Um, a glass of wine now. Yeah. So talk to me, Zach. How have you been? Uh, I mean, but uh, kind of like everybody else is stuck at home trying to figure out what to do or what to do after this quarantine is over. Right on. Well, same here, buddy. Well, uh, let's go ahead and introduce our podcast. Uh, welcome to Two Cooks Without a Kitchen. I'm Vince. This is Zach. Welcome to Two Cooks Without a Kitchen. Uh, Two Cooks Without a Kitchen is a podcast about food and the culture that exists around it, how it affects everyone from the people who come together to cook the food to the people that come together to consume it from a cook's perspective. And, um, you know, anything else that piques our interest, politics, uh, music, art, uh, wine, be it any type of beverage, mock or alcoholic. Um, so that's it. Let's roll into this uh New episode. Uh, we have some special guests on today. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we got, we got, we got a, a what? Is it like a five-way call? You're or right. A call? We got, we got Dave and Becky in Boston, and then we have Josh and Annabelle in South Carolina, right? Yeah. All right. So y'all welcome to say hi. Josh and Annabelle, say hi. Hello. We're here. <laughs> awesome. And. <laughs> And Dave and Becky, say hello. Hey, guys. How we doing from Boston? Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So this is uh, pretty unique for us because we've never done this before, and it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty interesting because we're all in different parts of the country. Uh, and uh, I know Zach is back home in the, in the RGV, and I find myself in... in the Bible Belt, I guess, in Arkansas, and uh, you know, Dave and Dave and Josh and Becky and, and Annabelle are kind of in the East Coast, so and, you know, and how it's uh, this coronavirus, which is uh, affected everybody. Pandemic, or uh, I feel it's more of like a, a scare tactic. It, it it's it's something real, so I don't know about scared. I mean, yes, it's scary and it's a little bit overwhelming because it's affected everybody that works in the service industry, not just in the service industry, and in, just in general. A lot of a lot of people are. Yeah, man, it it's affecting a lot of people. I still. Yeah. So it, it it's pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what has is Boston on lockdown yet, or do y'all have a curfew yet, uh, Dave? So no, not a no curfew or lockdown yet. There's news that there might be like that tomorrow around. Uh, news that tomorrow all non-essential businesses would be closed. Um, but for us, at least, uh, it happened on yeah, it happened on Sunday, March fifteenth, is when we got the news that all restaurants had to close, and so 
it's been just a little over a week now. Since then, we've been going to go only uh, and have still been lucky enough to still be doing a lot of business to go. But um, obviously, I'm, I'm a general manager at the restaurant that I'm at, at that I'm at, and uh, on Monday we had to go in there and, and officially terminate everyone so they could apply for for unemployment. So that's it's not exactly uh, the way you want to start off a week. New York is pretty similar to that as well, where I'm from, except it's getting a lot more serious over there, now, I think, because like, of all the testing, it's pretty much exploding. Wow. So you're supposed to stay inside for sure. Yeah, and, I, and, and that's one of the problems is, is that we do not have enough test kits to yeah. test everybody. That is crazy. Really not a lot of people have been tested, only so, such a small majority or small minority people have been tested. That's nuts. You know, um, how's it been in uh, your neck of the woods, Josh Annabelle? Has it uh, been as crazy? I know you guys, uh, I don't know if it's as aggressive as it is in Boston or New York. Well, I don't think that it's as aggressive yet. I mean, it seems like we have 192 cases, which is low compared to all the other cities that are around us so we're definitely getting affected in a much slower rate than everyone else is in some ways i feel like McAllen, texas is doing a lot more and doing it a lot faster than we are if we were to compare but yeah and we just and we really have just in here in the valley we just got our first case uh, i think it's gone up to like three now but yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy because we're we're like not there yet, yet. We feel like there's more precautionary measures taken over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, definitely all grocery stores. This is uh, I finally actually when they when people first started hoarding, like I mean, I saw the pictures, but I never really like got to see it. And now that that I'm off, and I actually had to go to the store. Like, I went to Sam's, and that's the first time I think I've ever seen Sam's there, and, like, yeah, nothing on the shelves. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like that's the trend right now. People are shitting themselves. You know, people yeah. are, are going crazy. What? Right, Vince? Didn't someone vandalize your bathroom? You know, at the restaurant where I'm at, um, some somebody went into the ladies' restroom. Well, obviously a lady, right? And a customer went into the bathroom, you know, and the toilet, the paper, toilet paper dispensers are under lock and key, right? Well, this, they yeah. broke, they like literally broke it, broke into it to steal the toilet paper. Like an actual paying customer. Yeah. yeah. It's a little mind boggling. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's insane, you know, and uh, I don't, I don't, where I'm at, you know, you know, Walmart home office is here, right? So the distribution center's here, so you don't see it. It doesn't affect us as much as, like, other places because my brother was telling me that the Walmart back home and, and the Walmarts in the Valley, like, there'll be people lined up, but they won't be fully stopped yep. till like, late, late in the afternoon or after lunch, and that's because they don't have any product, and it's crazy. It's just crazy, crazy. I wasn't, I mean, yeah. for Christ's sake. I mean, it's also like, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, go for it, I, go I for it. I just feel like it's also insane how, how much like this is really affecting all of our lives. I think that 
in some ways we should all take it very serious and but it's very I mean over here it's just in South Carolina since we're on the beach area yeah. um, a lot of people don't take it very serious over here we've had you know and our, ourselves too we've struggled with the idea of like staying put mm-hmm. um, so we like go outside for some fresh air but I mean everyone's going outside for fresh air went to a park that's nearby and it has like a the beachfront right on the side of it so it's very popular for like that reason for locals um on this island that we live on and um i mean we went out there for a stroll just the other day before they started locking down all the beaches around the area so we went there it was fine there was some people there wasn't a lot but we went again just for a walk and it was packed it was like a beach like South Padre Island, like people were just hanging out, really? having fun, you know. Yeah, That's and nuts. it was kind of kind of a bummer because yeah, I mean, we had five minutes left. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> we haven't seen anything like that crowded in a in a pretty long time. I don't think, right? No, our our restaurant's still operating. Where all of you guys are at, is everyone still open or to go? Or what's what y'all? Uh, it, it's mainly to go. Like we're we're here, but I mean. It's mainly, well, I can just say it's probably more fast food down here than it is well, than with you guys where the where people are actually going to restaurants. For us, for for the restaurant I'm in, we're still we're still just doing a go. I mean, we started, you know, a couple of days ago, like Saturday. It went to like into effect, and you know, it's just one of those deals. You get pretty good sales, and now. It's, you know, everybody's getting affected in it. You know, it, it, it was rough for it was rough for me just personally from a managerial standpoint of view. And I know you'll understand, Dave, because you're in that position. I mean, we 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 spent a couple of months hiring, you know, I must have had like 80 kitchen people personnel just because we were a high volume restaurant. And we total we must have hired close to 200 staff, you know. And uh, from one day to the next, you know, you come out and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm having to tell these people, have my half my kitchen staff, like, hey, bear down. We're making shifts on the schedules and we're trying to get everybody hours to, you know, all these people have two jobs and most and we're their second restaurant job. And where I'm at in northwest Arkansas, we have at that point we had the lowest percentage of unemployment in the country. I mean, yeah, there was like point. It was, it was something stupid. Everybody has two jobs. I mean, you, you go to target and you know, you can go make 14 bucks an hour stocking. You Chick-fil-A pays 13 or 14 bucks an hour here to go fried chicken, you know, to like work, you know? So the, the average rate, you know, pay rate is a little bit higher and, you know, it's pretty affordable, you know, a lot more affordable than the Valley. I'll tell you that much and, uh, a lot nicer, but it's, uh, it, you know, it's hard telling, you know, all these people like, Hey, well, we're going to have to cut y'all schedule and we're going to have to let y'all go. You know, it's, it's rough. It's difficult. You know, I don't know. I, I I never felt like being like I got punched in the gut so so hard. It I took it hard because you know you take the time to screen and hire these people, and you know 
And it's it's hard to let to let them know, like, hey, we're gonna have to cut back hours and eventually let you go, and then you know, early in the morning, blowing up your phone, hey, hey, chef, can I uh, get a couple hours of work at least two day, two hours a day, two hours a day, you know, what the what the fuck do I say to that, you know? It's heartbreaking. It it sucks, you know, to like, hey man, I can't, hey man, I'll pick up trash, something. I just need a couple of hours. I can't lose my job, you know, and that that shit sucks. I mean, it's a sobering, you know, it's a sobering uh, moment, you know, and uh, so yeah. yeah, it sucks. It totally sucks. Yeah, I mean, my job pretty much went like poof into thin air, like from four days, and like within four days, like. I'd say Friday I was working and things were, like, kind of looking a little bit grim. Like, Saturday it was pretty obvious. And, like, by Sunday 4 p.m., like, we had completely closed down. Like, I w- we had created a schedule where, like, because I was filming, and then they were going to have me take server shifts just to stay on the staff. Yeah. So the beverage team could stay intact. And then that schedule never even happened. Like, by Sunday they were just closed. Like, everybody was closed. So yeah, then everybody's laid off. Like I just went to to job to no job in like a, literally a day, and then the unemployment site had gotten super screwed up, and uh, yeah, and like everybody's trying to figure out what happens with their benefits now. Like it's all just completely. Yeah, we have that problem here too. It's out of control mm-hmm. right now. Like I'm just kind of chilling and waiting to see like when I can actually like call the site and talk to someone like literally just says the service is down right now and then if i try to log on then you can see some like site that doesn't work like do you do you really yeah. think the government is actually going to give us that thousand dollars that they keep saying that they're trying to approve i mean i don't know i don't know if everybody has it then nobody has it like what is this doing i don't understand yeah. the point of getting money right if you can't go out and spend it right you know like it's crazy it's difficult to to fathom because you know at least here like a couple of my ex-employees are like oh i spent three hours on i spent three hours on the phone trying to get into the unemployment because they're there's the server the websites crashed or got overloaded you know i mean Mm-hmm. Right, right in the vicinity, vicinity where I was at, where we opened up the restaurant, there is like, there is, I don't know, Top Golf, Top Golf didn't even get to open. They were in the middle of their mock services, and boom, they 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 didn't even open. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's like a salt grass, and there's a bunch of other places trying to open up, and they can't open up now because. You know, directly, we hired about 200. Top Golf was talking about hiring anywhere in the vicinity of 250, you know, service industry people, and mm-hmm. then Saltgrass, another 200. So just in the vicinity there, that was two, that's literally over 700 people that lost their, that were potentially would have had jobs. Boom, gone to nada. You know? Yeah. yeah. Luckily, on our end, we're here. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, luckily, on our end, for the company that Annabelle and I work for, you know, I worked for Husk for almost two years, and it falls under the uh, neighborhood dining group. And luckily, you know, they're compensating over 700 employees for the next couple of weeks. And then, thankfully, they're like sending us emails saying that they're going to take care of our uh, 
of our they're gonna file our unemployment on our behalf on their behalf like they're filing it for us so that's and cool I, I feel like we're like super we're super grateful for like what this company is doing taking yeah. the time to kind of show like you know they're doing this for us you know it's other yeah. company, other bigger, bigger companies are not doing much for their people. It's hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because people, you know, managers are getting demoted and like fired and laid off, and you're like, shit, we haven't even, nobody's ever st- even started, you know, and and people are like, I'm gonna go look for another job. I'm like, where? So you know, everybody's like, where are you gonna go look so we can go with you? You know, it's it's kind of overwhelm, it's kind of overwhelming, and you know, just jeez. It, it, it's a real shitty situation, you know, and everybody seems to think that, oh, you know, I got money saved up or I got this. I'm like, you know, money, does money, does having money really make us okay? I mean, when every when everything's being, you know, you know, when the, the stocks are being de- de- depleted so fast because they're, everybody's panicking. And that's that's I, I think, think that's that, a concern. That's one thing that, like we haven't really even even touched about yet, but it's like restaurant industry. We are like naturally social people. You're used to like working six, eight, ten, twelve hours a day in like closed spaces with a lot of people, right. and then to have to now mm-hmm. just quarantine and be in your house by yourself for a week. It's just people are going not crazy. They're I, crazy. I throw that word around, but it's just like the. Uh, it is so you know, the, foreign. Yeah, it really is. We don't really know what to do with ourselves. Like, what do we I feel do? you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, and I think a lot of people are turning to drinking a lot. And that's not to make light of a really dark situation, but I mean, I've, I, that's all I've done for the last week. I've just stayed constantly drunk and just at home. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> like it's all fun and games for a week or two, but like two months of drinking. Thank you. I want my job back. Yeah, like. Oh my god! So, so, so Sunday, I actually went over to a friend's house to help her meal prep because she's a nurse. She's actually a nurse, and she's been freaking out about this, like because I mean she has she works with a lot of elderly patients and 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 just people who are going through are just coming out of surgery or or that kind of thing. And uh, I mean, if she catches the virus, I mean it's it's more temperamental to her patients than it is to her and so she she was kind of worried and didn't want to be alone so so she asked if I could come over and help her cook some food for her work week and we actually went to H or we went to HEB and people watched for a little bit just like just actually like wait until the line actually died down it was actually kind of fun and but we had we had her to go drink, we had a to go drink and and some Chinese food, and we were just sitting in the car waiting for that line to to die down. I think we even saw this. It was funny. We kept seeing the security guard like uh, touch customers because I guess he knew them. Because I actually found out I knew the security guard too. <laughs> but we kept screaming out, "No touching! No touching! <laughs> Nothing!" <laughs> I have hand sanitizer. You need it. So, so what's what's the gro- what are the grocery stores like in uh, Dave? What are the grocery stores down in Boston or, or Becky, even in New York, like like the bodegas or just like a general, just like anywhere? 
like is there, is everything empty or are people freaking out as bad as they are everywhere or is it is it different uh so like in our experience here in boston I'm getting know, more serious very quickly yeah, there's not really lines there's not like crazy lines of people but shells are definitely there not like empty yet. um but i think like the northeast has been prepping for this for a while like been out of work for a week now yeah uh, or out of like the restaurant hasn't been open for a week and i feel like it's just kind of hitting everyone else and so um i feel pretty good about where we're at at least in our neighborhood in, in boston um we're all scared for next week we're told next week is going to be really really bad and um it's already pretty bad so yeah i feel like it's just we're all just kind of sitting, waiting, and there's varying levels of scaredness and paranoia, and nobody knows like, who is more right, you know, right. I'm going to say I, I don't understand the paranoia on toilet paper. <laughs> I, yeah. I really don't. I, I don't know. Like, people still get like, like, uh... I mean, if you're stuck at home and you run out of toilet paper, isn't there a shower right next to your <laughs> <Yeah>. toilet? <laughs> All the big companies are from Asia. And they're shutting down their factories, so that's one of the big points of why people are freaking out about toilet paper. Man, really? I, I, Zach, hold on. I'm going to just say this. I've been broke before, really, really broke, you know. And toilet paper is the least of my worries. I'm just going to say that. Does that make sense? Like, you know, and, and it's crazy because, like, I, I've gone to the Walmarts here and, like, the, the local food stores here. And, you know, the things that are being taken off, the, like, are, like, first it was, like, the chips, the honey buns, and, like, all the sweet stuff and... Like, you go in there, and there's, like, all the fruit and all the perishable, obviously, is still there. And then uh, I went, like, I went sometime this a couple of days ago, and then I knew it was getting a little serious because, you know, believe it or not, where I'm at right now, it's pretty, you know, that you've got some, there's a lot of money because it is a home of Walmart home office. So there there's a, you know, Walmart Walmart home office shut down. And they sent everybody home and gave, you know, work from home. And, uh, mm -hmm. but all the potted meats are gone. Like the Vienna sausages, the stuff oh. that people say they don't eat, it's all gone. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I was, I've been crazy freaking uh, potted meat and I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> it's gone. It's like, holy shit. So it's a, uh, you know, whatever. South Carolina, and all the Duke's mail is gone. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. All of it. Dude, the New York people were just like raiding Whole Foods. I'm not even kidding. The Whole Foods were too deep. That's how bougie it was over there. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, and a lot of the restaurants over here have become little grocery stores now. You know, yeah, I've been seeing that actually. A lot of well, I think Golden Corral down here is actually selling a meat package or a veggie package. Here, here's, you know, I know everybody's freaking out, you know, at some point or another. Like, everybody's trying to boost their to-go sales, right? You know, and, uh, and I understand that a lot of the high-end restaurants are feeling it more. Because I follow a lot, you know, and I follow a lot of... Uh, 
you know, the Dallas, a lot of the Dallas elite high-end restaurants and chefs that are, are, are awesome. And, you know, and geez, man, they, they, their food for, I mean, they're selling their, their menu items are pretty fucking pricey. And it's like, ugh, you know, they're selling them to go. They're selling them to go and it's like, ah, ah. You know they're try- they gotta make a living, right? But at some point, money's gonna run out, and people aren't gonna be able to, like, you won't, you know. I don't know. I just, I just feel like if you're able to afford it, go for it. But, you know, I feel like they should tone down the prices a little bit, just because the amount of staff that you have is not the same. It really isn't, you know. And and I can attest to that because we went from a staff of like two hundred to like a staff of six. So if you can't yeah. be, if you're not able to adjust your prices, you know, in a lot of those, a lot of those restaurants, they get their stuff from the farm. It's a lot fresher and it's a, I know for a fact that it's, it's, it's more, they get it at a lower price, you know, be, you know, yeah. you don't have to crank up the price so much cause you're not losing money. Yeah. Yes, you are. But uh, I don't know. I have mixed but feelings about that. More money on- less people that can actually come in to where you're losing money because only only certain people can afford to go can can do that. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen it for myself, but I also seen that like personally I haven't seen it but online I see it. Um gas prices are going down. A lot. Oh yeah. I do it's a it's a dollar sixty two down here. Really? Yeah. I, I'm sitting like at a dollar seventy here in Northwest Arkansas, so it, it's gone. Yeah, a dollar man, and that's in the FYI for you guys and all our listeners. I mean, because uh, y'all might want to go buy a, a gas jug, like a big one, at AutoZone, O'Reilly's, or your local auto parts, and go fill up that gas. That's what we should be stocking up on gas. Um. <laughs> No, no, in all in all seriousness, that's that's something that I was told because I don't know, I don't know what's happen, I, I don't know what's gonna happen, you know, if some if you well, know. I even heard a lot of the oil fields are shutting down. You know what, man? But still, yeah. I, I don't know. But they're trying to send every. It's more like people are leaving as opposed to like like stay like getting laid off because their families are in turmoil. They really are. Um, Man, and, uh, and I, I'm going to say this for the oil field industry and the refinery people. There's way more dangerous stuff that you're exposed to when you're in those kinds of uh, jobs than a, vi- a virus that will put you out for a couple of weeks. I mean, you're talking about acids that, that eat through your flesh and, you know, things that can blow you up and yeah. kill you instantly if you breathe them in. So does things that, that can fall on you, or you can fall off of? Does Does that make sense? I mean, not that not to diminish the the risk or the the heightened danger of of what this virus can do, right? But um, my, my I was talking to my brother, and he's like, "Man, they they laid off some people, but a lot of people are leaving, and you know, refi- the refinery he's at, you know, they lose something like eight hundred thousand dollars a day if they don't." You know, every time they're shut down, for every day they're shut down. So they're trying to, they're trying to get everything done as soon as possible, so that they can lay off any, any everybody, all the craft workers, yeah. welders, electricians, so they can be on their merry way. So. Yeah, I, 
I want to change the subject real quick. Uh, I want to hear. I, I would like to hear what everyone has heard for remedies <laughs> for this disease <laughs> or virus. Because I've been hearing a lot of different things. <laughs> Well, I haven't heard much about remedies at all. I mean, like, I've seen that there's two drugs out there that are supposedly helping. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember the names of them. <laughs> well. Uh, like, like, uh, one of them that I've heard is that uh, if you do more high alkalinic uh, solutions, they are put more high alkalinic solutions in your body that it helps prevent the virus. So, like... Yeah. Hot water and lemon is a big one. Heard. You know, coming yeah. from you, Zach, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, good old, good old Zach has. Uh, he's. Uh, I like to call you a hippie, but there's a. You're you're the more you're more into the holistic. Uh, holistic healing. Holistic healing, you are. And hey, remember, food is medicine. Yeah, food I know. Elderly get the disease more, but also if you have heart problems or are uh, overweight slash obese, that you're more mm-hmm. susceptible to getting it as well. Third. Those are two things or two demographics or whatever that have come out that have been affected the worst. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm chubby over here, so I'm worried. Hey, hey, <laughs> same, same, same yeah. here. Like, what we, are we're, we're, you're talking, <laughs> we're, we're pretty healthy ourselves, so. Uh, yeah. No, I just, I just think, you know, everybody all of a sudden is like, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. I was like, I have for a long time. Yeah, you isn't know. that like, yeah. I mean, us in the food industry, don't, isn't that like what we're taught? The first, like the first thing we're taught. It's like wash your hands. It's not just about washing your hands; it's also washing your forearm too. Yeah. So yeah. everybody's freaking out about washing your hands. I'm like, uh, I wash my hands all the time. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, you know. And, and you yeah. and you see it. I mean, I've seen it before. Like when you go out and dine, some people don't wash their hands. Like go go do their business, and then it's like. Oh, I'll just walk out and you're like, yeesh. I was like, how about you wash your hands? <laughs> I'd write, you know. Yeah, not touching your face, too, is a big one. Like, I was trained to definitely, like, keep my hands away from my face, yeah. especially when you're on the floor. So, some of the yeah. stuff was just kind of like uh, Common yeah, sense. Uh, yeah, for us in the service industry, anyhow, like, they, they, they teach you, like, don't do this, don't do that. Don't touch your face. If you touch your face, wash your wash your hands immediately. If you touch anything that isn't, you know, if you touch your phone, you de- if you touch your phone, yeah. you definitely need to wash your hands. You know, but a lot, you know, it it, it it's uh, there's so much misinformation, and uh, I guess just in general, everybody's. And yeah, and, and that's what I'm, I'm having a problem with. Like, who do you trust? Really? Like, what information do you trust? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The level, that causes paranoia. You know? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's crazy, and it's affected everybody. And I know that we just talked about the service industry, but it's also affecting, like, like artists and, like, oh, musicians. No. So, what, St. Patty's Day. So I had... I think I spent like two months 
planning St. Patty's Day, and I had gotten nine bands, a lot of local bands, a couple out of town bands, uh, to come to the restaurant I work at, because we're sort of a little bit of a music venue also. And, and like, we were all geared up. I mean, we bought, <laughs> bought a ton of beer. We, were all, we had good numbers on, on people viewing and seeing that we were having a show and calling us about it. And then this whole, uh, what, only 50 people can come out. That uh, the day before, yeah. I had bands just all drop. I had bands drop out. I had to cancel all my bands. Well, and we went down to just a DJ. I'm gonna say this. Now, you, you're worried about that, like, you know, like. What? Saint, so, hold on, St. Patty's Day is. Hold, hold on, St. Patty's Day is something that really happens in like, like gets embraced in Boston and Beantown a lot more, way hard, more hardcore than anywhere else, anywhere else. And because. what the truth about St. Patty's Day is actually it's a day not to drink, but we. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you know, it it. It it affected it's affected a lot of a lot of people. Yeah. And, I mean, over I here in South Carolina, you know, we have a huge, huge hospitality hospitality industry. I mean, like so many hotels are being built at this moment. Um, construction going on for apartments for people to move in. It's just like a really popping city, and. Um, we just had our South Carolina Wine and Food Festival. We just had a Sea Week, which is basically like an exhibition of art and nature uh, come in. We had Restaurant Week. We had the influx of people coming in from uh, New Year's and Christmas. And it's just been fall to the walls busy. And we were yeah. just going to roll into our next season of people getting off for spring break. People yeah. coming in for, you know, their times off. And, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for this, you know, and I'm trying to look at the bright side of all this, right, but if it wasn't for what's happening now, I would not have slowed down until late summer. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah we were just coming off winter. We were going into our busy season for sure in New York. Like, it was, like, starting to warm up pretty quickly. Like, people's patios were starting to mm -hmm. open, like, my restaurant, yeah. uh, the restaurant that I had actually just switched jobs to probably two months prior uh, was just starting to open their patio and, like, literally double their covers every day. And oh, yeah, was, definitely. Like, yeah. That was just the end of it all of a sudden. Like, that is totally not happening anymore, and we have no idea what's happening. You know, it, it, it's, uh, man, it makes me nervous because I don't know, I don't know while I, while I still have a job, like. How long is this gonna? Right. How long is this gonna last? Because, you know, you accustom your you 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 the way that you live. Not that I live a very lavish lifestyle or anything, because I'm broke, right? But, you know, at some point or another, like, you kind of depend on your salary, and everybody's talking about four hundred one k's and stuff. I'm like, I'm just trying to not spend all my money, whatever little money I have in my savings, you know, because. Yeah. I, I, you know, I got bills and then, you know, everybody has bills and it's, it's a little daunting. It's a little scary, you know. You know I'm predicting until May. That, that makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to like be head on about it, you know, like, I'm yeah. saying, like I'm trying to 
see what I can do until then, you know, like, I'm looking at my budget, and I'm like, okay, that's scary, <laughs> you know, and, um, but I think it's doable if everything else is put on hold, which yeah. it seems like that's the case, you know, as far as rent and mortgages and loans and stuff like that, it looks like everything's been paused, so it definitely helps. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, uh, it's something that, I, I don't know that, I don't know, I just feel like, it, it, I, I saw all the panic, you know, all the memes and stuff on Facebook, and, you know, we're in the middle of a opening week, opening our, opening week on our, at our restaurant, right? So, I didn't really have time for a whole lot of nothing, I was, you know, I was working 14, 15 hours, I was coming home, showering and going to bed, I really didn't do any social media or anything, you know. Kind of why we dialed back down the podcast episodes because I've been getting my ass kicked, and you know, you know, it just it's exhausted. It's like, oh, you're required to work 12, 12 hours minimum. Bull crap, you know. I'd go in at four, at four thirty and leave at nine. You know, and my I'm dead on my feet and I'm exhausted. You know, and so I didn't. You know, I saw the signs kind of around like pop ups, like memes and stuff. But I was, I thought. It, I didn't know that it was like crazy, crazy. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it's like, okay, real, it's, it's getting real flights are going to get canceled and all this other stuff. So it's a little, it's a little bit, so it's a lot of sobering and, you know, hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, the service industry, we can pull everybody in the service industry can pull together and just, uh, be able to help each other out, you know? And, uh, you know, I know that, yeah, I feel like, go ahead, David. I feel like the story, I feel like the story deserves that sort of like positive spin or not spin, but like there's a lot of good and a lot of, um, like the story I heard earlier, a lot of smaller restaurants or restaurants that can do, um, everything they can for their, their workers are, are, are doing it. And so, um, while it is, it is grim right now and all of us are like suddenly thrown out of jobs, like. I'm super stoked to think of the day that all restaurants are open again. And after people have been quarantined for two months, I feel like the only thing they're going to want to do is get out and drink and eat and celebrate. Uh, and so I think I would hope that at least that, um, that hope still kind of gets us through all this time is there, there will definitely be a day where the restaurant industry um, kind of gets back on its feet. How long that'll take, we don't really know, but uh, I think it's safe to say that people are going to want to eat and drink. People want to support it yeah. really bad. For sure. <laughs> No, and here's something that we've talked about. Here's something that Zach and I have talked on, on here before, and you know something that I pride ourselves that I pride myself that I'm being part be, being part of the service industry is the camaraderie that we have, you know, and the the, almost yeah the community too. You know the 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 support that we have for each other, and you know hence why we're having this conversation, you know, and you know I say that in in every you know, we're having a conversation, everybody's, you know, because it, it affects us all and in, in, all in the same way in just different parts of the country. And it, it, it's as real as it gets. You know, hopefully this won't, this won't endure for much longer and uh, we'll be able to continue on to normal services and to our normal lives because quite frankly this is kind of shitty and like you said before dave like we're we're very social people and you know even if you consider yourself like a quiet shy person and you work in the service industry you're talking to people you know you, you just hard you know 
I, I don't know. I just yeah. that's what I believe. I will say, I will say this just to brag on, on you and Zach just a little bit. On Sunday, when the news came and hit Boston, and when the realization came that I was going to have to fire the entire staff, um, really was having a, a dark and gloomy day. Uh, and you and Zach were some of the first people to reach out and just ask how I was doing and just give me a call and make sure that um, that I was doing well mentally because I really wasn't that day. And so uh, hats off to both of hey, you guys. Buddy. We haven't really worked together in a couple of years, and yet you were the first ones to kind of reach out. No yeah, worries, buddy. Because we love uh, it. Well, it's like me and them. And I mean, I know all you guys too, but y'all love everybody. <laughs> we, we, we really <laughs> do. And uh, I, I had told Zach, you know, I called. That was that that Saturday. I had to have that grim conversation with, with the with with my with part of my staff and tell them. And then, you know, Sunday. And then it's like nothing. And it's like shit. Like it just got real. And you know, I it 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 was it was rough having that. So I understood where you were coming from, and and you know, sometimes you know. If we don't lean on each other, then you know, we have to be able to yeah. we have to be able to set the example, you know. And even if it's tough for us, we might help. We'll help each other lighten our loads, you know. I, I really believe that, and uh, you know, that's what true friends do. And I and I checked in on Josh and Annabelle a handful of times because I wanted to make yeah, sure they were okay, and mainly because they're you know. We're, you know, we we've all lived in the valley at one point or another, and we've all we've all shared and worked together. And it's, you know, you're so far away, and not necessarily not necessarily in no man's land, but you know, you're far away from us, and you know, we, you know, we're friends, and it doesn't mean that I can't call and check it, check in on y'all and see if y'all are doing okay. Just because life is busy, it gets yeah. crazy. You know, and part of it sometimes I, I'm, ha you know, if I have a shitty day and I reach out, hey, I hope you're doing good. You know, just being able to say, hey, man, I'm good. Great, great. I hope you're doing well. Shit, man, that makes me feel just as good, even though I'm having a shitty day. You know, your response helps everybody, you know, and that's something that we want to be able to support everybody. I just want to be able to support all our friends and our all, all our friends and our listeners, too. You know, this is something that we have, you know. For any of our listeners out there, you know, you can follow us on our Facebook page at Dose Cooks, at Two Cooks, um, or our Instagram at Cooks Without a Kitchen. Um, feel free to ask us questions about food, wine, music. Uh, we don't have any, unfortunately, we don't have any upcoming events, but, you know, just want to shoot the shit and say hello or just want to, you know, reach out and say something to anybody or, you know, you just want to be heard, just hit hit us up and, you know, we'll, Zach and I will bend our ear. You'll have our ear, I promise you. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, give you, give you our undivided attention from a, you know, from a, a cook's perspective and a humane perspective because we all have prob problems and issues and, uh, you know, it's a hard time, but we're all going to get through it. I honestly believe if, if we can all stick together, we're, we can get through anything. Right. That's a call. Great word. Great word, friends. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I love you guys. I just want to hug all of you guys right now. <laughs> I know. I just want to say a little I've said it before <laughs> on this podcast before. Zach is the biggest hippie ever that I've known, and him and I are totally different on the on that aspect. You know, <laughs> Zach. Zach will. Uh, you know. 
will come up with an idea and who he wants to share with everybody before we put it into effect. And it ends up getting taken time and time again. And he's like, well, I'm just happy I shared it. I'm like, no, Zach, that's not how you do business. We're never going to be able to, you know, build a foundation. So now, so, you know, Zach has always been very, yeah, I know you're always very giving and loving. And, and, you know, I'm fortunate to have all of y'all in, in some way, shape, or form part of my life. And, you know, Becky, I don't know you, but Dave has great taste in people. And you must be an awesome person, you know, for him to be, to have, you know, to have him in his life and what have you not. And Josh and Annabelle, you know, you guys, I, I love you guys. And sometimes I get a little, a little ranty and over, overbearing sometimes. But it's just because I care. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs to understand. Vince is the big brother of the group. <laughs> yeah, you're the dad. You know, and you know, and uh, yeah. we, you know, yeah. we we kind of all go like they like we all kind of just go way back, and we've all worked uh, with each other at one point or, or another, and uh, so we we know each other. You know, and uh, we spent time and, you know, I know it, it, it seems like ages and ages ago, but sometimes, you know, just I'll just sit back and think and it was good times, good times. No, good times, yeah. You know, but. Is anybody drinking anything right now? I had some to keep. Oh, man. No, I, I beat y'all to the punch. I had some. I, I'm drinking a Malbec right now. I, I had a couple yes. tequila. <laughs> I had a couple of tequila sunrises, so I beat y'all. <laughs> working on? Man, you know what? Um, not really. Um, I think now that we have a little bit. I think now that we oh, have yeah, a little bit. Right? Your sourdough. How's that going? Oh yeah. Talk let's talk That's about good. sourdough. Yeah, Josh. He's been he's been showing it off on in, on Instagram. He's been quiet, folks, so talk away. <laughs> My buddy Spencer, I miss him. He he, he just left us. He moved back to uh New Jersey. But uh he got me into uh sourdough and I we were having a conversation at dinner one time. His wife and Annabelle and I, and I looked at Annabelle and I was like, you know what? I've never, I've never made bread in my life in this entire time that I've been cooking. And then, um, wait, you're becoming a baker? Becoming a baker, dude. <laughs> the best thing ever. I, pro- I probably made at least like 15 loaves in the last month and a half or so. Nice. And each one's gotten better and better and. So that's mm-hmm. good. That's awesome. My mother right now smells real funky and yeasty, and <laughs> she's got like a she's got like a, uh, very oh, nasty goodness taste gracious. there. She's healthy. She's a healthy mom. Yeah, what's her name? Um, what's her name her? Oh, um, something Nisha. Lakeisha. Lakeisha. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Lakeisha. Yeah, it's Lakeisha. <laughs> <laughs> she a bad. Oh damn! All right. Yeah, yesterday. That's two days cool. Ago, I made some bread, and Annabelle and I killed one loaf within like half an hour. Sweet. Oh, nice. <laughs> 
So um, <laughs> we've, we've probably gone through the, we've gone through the second half of the second row, and we might get another break started going on tomorrow. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like. Uh, what well, I've already been talking with Annabelle, and I, and I need to talk with Josh now a little bit more too, because I need to figure out a bread for a burger. <clears throat> so. Brioche or potato bun? That's always my problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Annabelle said because I well she said because I I really want to do like almost between banana nut bread and and a brioche. And I like the idea of the potato bread because I can, right? Yeah, well, I'm going to do a really spicy burger. So I want something sweet. I want sweet and spicy. You, yeah. You, don't, don't get thrown so much off by Zach's curveballs or uh, Dave. He comes up with some, some very unique stuff, but it usually makes sense. But yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, at the end of it, I could do my suggestions, Zach. Yes, I know, and I like the potato bread idea because potato and bananas are are starchy no matter what. So, so I think the banana would actually work. All right, so I have a I have a question, and uh, Wait, oh, I have a question. It's not necessarily. Have you ever had a heberito? A what? A heberito? A key burrito? Oh yeah. No. It is the best Puerto Rican sandwich out there. No, I have not. It's so good. It's a plantain bun sandwich, basically. It's like it's plantain buns, and inside is like carrot steaks. It's marinated chopped, and there's all these crazy flavors going on there. They always put a little too much garlic. Oh, so I'll, good. I'll tell you what I have really had. Looking at sea Um, I've had uh, I've had something like that. But they they use plant plantain instead of like they use like the mandolin like the shaved plantain, and they used it as like pasta uh-huh. sheets instead of like for like like it was kind of like a casserole meat cake slash I don't know what it was called but it was pretty good, but uh, that sounds interesting. <clears throat> so I have a question and it's directed at Becky. Uh, what do you what do you make of what do you make it what do you make of us? <laughs> Opinions, questions, comments, concerns. The what? Does Becky? The what? Does she have any question, comments, concerns? Taking us all oh, listening. Do I have any questions, comments? Well, no, no, man. I just, I mean, I have so many questions, comments, and concerns about the situation, etc. But you know what? Like, I think I just sit in this room and write it out until there's information. <laughs> 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 oh man. Anyway, I think I get drunk. Sounds yeah, good. Right on. Well, th- thanks for joining us, Dave. Thanks, Becky. Y'all stay safe. Josh, Annabelle, thank you all very much for your time. And uh, we're going to bring our uh, podcast, our episode, to a closing. And remember to. Stay hungry, be happy, and always be ready to eat. We'll see you guys next week.